0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified, as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hey Paul.
1: Yes, we're back. We're back. Friday fun one, even though we did miss one we're not oh please let it go
0: please let it go well we've moved on and here we are another week and today I'm not sure what you did with those uh, parsnips but let me tell you everybody they smelt fantastic yeah
1: I didn't give you
0: any I, I did notice that no, I, I, was I was hoping I'll, there'd I'll, be a... going to be nice to
1: send them home for you and Doug, but let's just see how well you behave you <laughs> <guess>? <laughs>
0: that's how we... oh bribery I'll take it yeah. thank you so how's your week been, Paul?
1: Uh, been up and down. Like it's not. I mean, we're in Melbourne, so it's not going well. Oh, to no. Honest.
0: Today was 428 cases. I oh, know. Wrong not talk way. About, Wrong let's, way trajectory.
1: Yeah, let's not talk about COVID. Uh, my day was okay. I went to. Sorry, I got all masked up and went to the market. Um, got chatting to a butcher who showed me his special part of his scoring which people don't get to go into. So. Struck up a bit of a deal to get some uh, some dry aged meats and, and things like that. So oh wow! That was what, that was a worthwhile trip. Um, Is this
0: because you're product testing a BBQ?
1: That's correct. Yes. So ah. I mean, it's not product testing; more content creating, okay, rather than product testing. That's been done.
0: works. Okay.
1: Um, not so much for the Australian market though. No. So more for reference in the US. So, okay. Yeah. That's just a different part of a different thing. my job. But anyway, so that was good. And then, as I discussed with you yesterday, I was a bit sort of not uninspired, but, you know, I was just sort of lacking a bit of mojo, really, this week for steam cooking. And it happens, like it happens to the best of us. And I was sort of sitting there yeah. thinking, well, what can I do uh, rather than try and create whole dishes? And we do a lot of that where we do, you know, sort of family size dinner things you know you do a whole chicken or a beef tenderloin or make lots of bread you know stuff that lasts quite a while although we have ventured into it but doing you know side dishes and accompaniments to other things so you might want to do some barbecue or some grilling um, and you you steam would sit inside there so why not use it so yeah I was just sort of looking around and must have sometimes those things just happen i must have had a craving for parsnips i don't know why i mean it's winter here so you want that sort of heartier warmer like i very rarely crave roasted parsnip in summer
0: very rarely crave parsnip oh okay my girlfriend my beautiful my beautiful uh friend Kristen, loves it and often cooks it in a roast that's that's cool you
1: didn't like Brussels sprouts until I go. No, it's
0: true. Properly, and we had so. them properly. But And yeah. Kristen does do them nicely in her oven. Yeah. But she's the only person I know who, you know, post-1963 cooks yeah. parsnips.
1: Yeah, but why is it not cool? Like, who decides that it's Parsnips not cool? and
0: turnips. What's happened to those two?
1: Sweets. So, bakers in America.
0: Okay, is that what they're called?
1: Yeah.
0: It sounds like a car brand to me, but maybe it's just the beat at the end. Okay. But, um but, okay, like who but
1: decides, yeah, who decides that a parsnip is just good for a soup, or just good roasted,
0: or just not good, or just and just doesn't, good. or just not good and just, just doesn't buy cool. it? Just yeah. looks at it in the veggie aisle and just says, "No, thank you, yeah. not for me." And so the sh-
1: other thing I also grabbed was a kohlrabi as well. Okay, but that's more for probably something else that I'll do. You don't even know what that is. It's, so it's, it's green.
0: <laughs> is it green?
1: Yeah, it's green. Oh, that's cool. good. Good start. Okay, no, I, I don't mean, know what it is. You know, if you're talking vegetables, you, the greens are probably pretty good colour to guess with. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was just I
0: was just yeah there fishing then.
1: Um, but no, so who decides that they're not cool? I don't know. I'm not saying that it's the coolest thing in the world, but I quite like uh, sort of the creamy texture you get from a parsnip mm. So basically, what we did today was rather than and look, I didn't just do a steamed parsnip and boring um, so we steamed it and the reason we steamed it is to try and keep the shape and the colour especially um, and then I just made a little sort of glaze I suppose of butter olive oil cabernet vinegar shallots thyme and maple syrup oh wow and we just so we the real maple it. syrup yeah Canadian mm. maple syrup mm. and then we so we steamed it and then basically just gave them a quick I suppose grill you'd say, or in the pan, uh, just to get a bit of color on them, get the sugar coming out of them, and then just tip the glaze in and toss them through the glaze. Oh, there was ginger, quite a bit of ginger Uh. in it too. Um, And it worked as I wanted it to, because as it heated and as the sugar reduced in the maple syrup, it became quite sticky. So the shallots and everything caramelized up and stuck. So it's kind of like Mm. almost a finishing coat. On top of the parsnips and it kind of stuck to the parsnips. So, although the steam oven didn't do the whole job, it played a part in getting it to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, As often it does. Correct. So, and we say often, like it's not. look not replaced everything. Th- while you yeah. can throw, I could have quite happily thrown them, the part, the glaze over the parsnips and put them in the oven and roasted it. Um, quite happily done that. What I would have got would have been. Because parsnips are tapered, so the thinner, pointier end would have more likely than not been overcooked uh, and and quite dark and blackened and would have had to throw it out by the time the fat end cooked. The benefit of steam is that I keep the shape, nothing, although it's a little bit more cooked at that pointier end, you can't tell, so you get to use the whole vegetable. Um, So, not a new technique, I just steamed them. They took 40 minutes at 100 degrees, so they're fully cooked. Okay, Uh, so that's
0: fairly dense, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's,
1: yeah, yeah, and, and it's always a hard one with parsnips because you've got the inner core, which is quite hard, mm. um, which you can remove if you just prefer that, the creamier part of the parsnip, but I like the fact that you get a different texture from the outside, from the inside, some people don't, you know, whatever, but it's just another idea, so just why not have a little side dish like of glazed parsnips if you're doing a barbecue of some sort or you're working on your stovetop because you know not everything is as we've talked about before not everything is just thrown all on a train in the coffee oven and make you know
0: happy days you don't always get the best yeah. out of what you're cooking yeah. but remember again it's one of those early cooking with steam dishes that you made was a parsnip puree and that the leftovers that yeah. you left at our house after cooking were fantastic with steak it was great with red meat
1: yeah and that's I mean the idea behind that was to make sure that parsnips maintain their nice white colour yeah and and flavour as well because as we know with steam we're not cooking the flavour out of the food and we retain some more nutrients so there's probably look could I have done it a different way possibly yeah but I don't think I would have got the same nice even result even colour Right but it, across the parsnips. But
0: it does open an interesting topic, doesn't it? The, okay, the, does it? Well no. <laughs> I think it does. But it does, you know, lend us to talk about what makes food, but specifically vegetables, go in and out of favour. Parsnips well, I mean, are still being grown. Like,
1: yeah. It has been for the probably past eighteen months, two years, the vegetable. Like, uh, go on Instagram. How many whole roasted cauliflowers have you seen? Yeah. You know, people doing cauliflower steaks now. Uh, yes,
0: and cauliflower crumb,
1: yeah, for things. Yeah. yeah. So you know, yeah. I, I, we did something the other day where I had cauliflower flour.
0: Yes, you it. did. Yes.
1: Um, yeah. You know what makes yeah. it the trendy vegetable? The funny thing about cauliflower is that although most people tend to go at it at as a winter vegetable, it's not. It's a summer vegetable. Just so you
0: know. No, I didn't know that. It grows
1: better in summer. Does it still grows but, year round, but it's much better inside.
0: Oh, what doesn't grow year round these days with cool rooms and cool stuff? No, this is even so artificial. Yeah, you know, oh, does out it?
1: Of the open. Okay. It's, it's, so, yeah, it grows. It is a summer thing. But the good thing about something like cauliflower, see, to your point, cauliflower is good because it is reasonably versatile. But if I look at something like a parsnip... like. Pretty much anything you can do with a cauliflower, you could do with a pasta. Like, you get that pasty nicely roasted and get some really good colour on it. You can steam it first and then pan-fry it and get some good colour and add some butter or anything like that. Equally, it's delicious.
0: I think Kristen cooks hers in with carrots on a tray in a bit of tinfoil, puts the veggies on the tinfoil and then puts in a little bit of butter and some white wine, yeah. I think. And it's kind of not steams it as such, but just roast. kind of, yeah, yeah. puts it in the oven and they're always yummy. And then they sort of open up and brown off. Yeah. It's not
1: dissimilar to what i just Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the trick with something like a is you get some colour on it. It's like your pumpkin or squash in America. Get some colour on it. Like the best part of when you roast pumpkin pieces, if you do it properly, and it's really hard to do, is the Bit that's gone that little bit darker, oh, yes, that's the oh, sweet, yes, that's the really yeah. sweet part of it, yeah, like where it's kind of that almost chewy mm. as well. That chew, it gets caught in your teeth a little bit, yeah, they're the best bits. So, how do you get that color on your pumpkin? Sometimes well, I find the best way, depending on the pumpkin, is to actually give it a really hard pan roast in a really hot pan first and then put it in the oven to cook. Okay, pumpkins are related to cucumbers. They've got huge water content, which is why it's very hard to get um, colour on them, because they generally will steam a lot of the time. And they get really humid. So I did a pumpkin soup just last week at home. Mm-hmm. I just cut a uh, butternut pumpkin or squash straight in half, just put some olive oil over the top of it. And rather than cut it in pieces, if I cut it in pieces, there's a lot more surface area for the water to escape into the oven cavity so a lot more humidity is being formed so rather than cut it into pieces i just leave it in two big halves now while it takes a while longer to cook that entire surface is one surface i leave the skin on so it's one surface where i've got the humidity coming out not 95 surfaces so i get color on that top surface okay and then i just blitz it oh wow i just blend it and i blended it with like a tiny bit of um curry powder coconut milk and i we'll just sauteed off some onions separately It's the quickest pumpkin soup ever and the most delicious and super smooth wow yeah
0: i've never heard of it done that way
1: yeah well, yeah. Well, yeah but everyone yeah. gets their pumpkin and, and wonders why it doesn't crisp in color because it's, it's so high in water
0: okay I hadn't realised that they were part of the. So I've learned two things today.
1: Uh, there you
0: go. There you are. Very. Yeah. See, anyway, I told you.
1: I'm kind of. <clears throat> that's kind of yeah. That, so anyway, we've got off topic. Uh, yeah. So parsnips. Um, we've got our little tutorial of master stock chicken thing. It, yes. No, Jules put it up yet? But that'll be going up on the website. I'm gonna. I'll email him and just. Of, you know, I've made up.
0: mine. Yes. No, I've made mine.
1: And- well, you made a version.
0: I made a version yeah. and
1: the, the mushroomless his, version. The well
0: I'm muscles. not sure that Dougie's a complete fan yet, but we'll we'll practice. But it was smelt fantastic, the uh, the Were ingredients. You the master, stock?
1: yeah. Yeah, the da- master stock's so, done. And how hard was it? Tell everyone.
0: Really easy. Even yeah. I could do it. Really easy. No, no, it was really easy. The um, I think you made it easier by giving me the the difficult stuff. I would have had to have gone to the Asian supermarket to get, and as you know, I'm not shopping at the moment. Yeah. But the Shaoxing wine and well, that was really quite pungent. I didn't realise the that in itself had so much aroma. Yeah. When putting it into the Which water, but it was really
1: easy. In the tutorial, I say, look, you can, you can vary what you put actually into the stock. So you can put more fresh ingredients, you can put different spices, da, da, da. but there are certain key parts of a master stock which make it a master stock. Sing wine, yellow rock sugar, mandarin peel, soy sauce. Like without yeah. those four things, and probably, I didn't put it in ours, but you could probably put cardamom in there as well. Um, though Without those four or five things, it's not the same. But put them all together, you know, What's well, traditional what's like super no. accurate and traditionally
0: cooking. And those on the list well. I had from our from your recipe it was um Szechuan,
1: Szechuan pepper.
0: pepper But I couldn't find that anywhere. I couldn't Dougie couldn't some, find it anywhere. Some yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but um so I just used uh mixed peppers that we had. Peppercorn. Yeah. So that was fine. Yeah. So it was close yeah, yeah, so. But it was yeah, it smelt fantastic, really quick. Yeah. Recipes are a process. Guide. A guide. I know. Oh my god, I failed. <laughs> there goes the passing hit.
1: Damn it. Oh. So anyway, that was sort of Yeah. Well so there you go. You've got now you've got a master sock
0: sitting there. Yes I have. I'm gonna do something with it this weekend if I if I get a chance. Yeah. And my steam oven, the update is Steve, um, the dude who's looking after it, said that he forgot the water the reservoir so he's got the part he's got it there but he can't test it until he comes back and gets the water reservoir which Dougie left out last night on our veranda so oh he can come God. fill the Surely reservoir put one. it in no apparently not put it in and test the oven and hopefully we'll have it back next week yay
1: yeah. yay let's see i'm not convinced well i'm not convinced no way but we'll see short circuits somehow i got water
0: well, hopefully on its own it won't when well, it just yeah. turns it on and then you'll give it back to us and the first time we use it, it will short out. But that's okay. Yeah. I had to make polenta the other day on the, on the stovetop. That's not so much fun, sitting there the whole time stirring, stirring the life out of it. But otherwise, and following um, the last podcast, which I posted on Wednesday, which was uh, the cuisine one, we did oh, French... Yeah. I've, I've been sort of thinking about while we're in lockdown, and it's been a long time since we've eaten out at a restaurant, and what am I having a hankering for? What sort of, you know, what food type am I really missing? And it was a toss-up between Vietnamese and Italian. Okay. So I thought She's I'd that broad.
1: St-
0: yeah no yeah.
1: Well, we, Make a
0: decision, lady. I, that's what I was trying <laughs> to do. and I, I was watching that lovely um, there's a, a recent show out and a book out um, on the grandma's the nonnas of Italy cooking their really old, like oh, their I famous exactly recipes. Yeah. And I have enjoyed watching you know these lovely old ladies in their beautiful kitchens and just... You know the way they just effortlessly oh it's a bit of potato and a bit of semolina and you whip up some gnocchi while the sauce is going on behind you and so effortless so comfortable and I do love the way that they cook as a group I I think that's probably more what I miss is actually not so much the restaurant but actually eating out with people or having people over yeah. you know that sort of community feeding you know like sharing it with your family and friends I do miss that I think more than the type of food.
1: I think I just miss the pub. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, no, but
0: no, no, but, but I, I, I do miss that. that. Yeah, I miss yeah. going
1: to a restaurant, but you know, I can kind of get away with doing my own stuff at home. I miss mm-hmm. going to the pub.
0: Yeah, and no, I think it's I think it's the uh, the actual process of cooking for a bigger group of people. Like I was watching this video last night of this lovely uh, recipe for meatballs and. Involtini Italian style. Oh, yeah. and the, the sauce and how she makes it up and she makes the the takes a bit of the sauce out she make while that's all cooking yeah. quickly whips up the gnocchi, throws it into some exactly like you you know you did put it in boiling water, take it out, put it in cold water, yeah. puts it into a pot, throws in some of the sauce that involtini you're cooking in. Um, knowing that the meatball she's made will also go in there later for dinner, but this is her lunch. Yeah. Enough food in there for eight. Yeah. Looking at what she did, you know, I thought, wow. And that's what I miss. I miss that kind of cooking for then bringing in family and friends to eat with you.
1: Just inspired me. See, the, oh. the funny thing, things
0: and you oh, and you didn't oh no another oh, another oh, no. <laughs> another technical issue no that's <laughs> not my fault this time yay
1: <laughs> well i'm gonna blame you oh, um,
0: no. but i did like that and, and i am thinking that's probably the slight edge over a really good vietnamese food at the moment
1: yeah so in voltini you tell everyone what it is Go
0: on. it's a very thin piece of veal yeah um, laid out, yeah. very like sort of thin and sort of beaten it out so it's quite thin. Yeah. And then it depends on what part of Italy you're from mm-hmm. apparently, whether yeah. you put on some prosciutto or whether you don't. Yeah. what you put on, but the lady that I was watching last night and put did she on roll it up. Yeah, she put on her little bit of stuffing inside yeah. cheese, pine nuts, garlic. She put raisins on which I thought was that part of um, yeah. Italy. Rolled it up, toothpicks, a little bit of um, frying it off to get brown, yeah. and then throw it into the uh, the big saucepan covered in passata, the sauce.
1: Yeah, so it looked
0: fantastic.
1: Where you've, I was just thinking when you said involtini, I was thinking immediately about a roll. So one very famous Italian dish, which I will make my mission over the next fortnight or so to do for cooking with Steam will be a rotolo.
0: Okay. What's that?
1: Ever seen one of those? No. Well, like,
0: obviously. Uh, okay. Obviously not. So,
1: effectively, it's pasta. Okay. Yeah. And you make big sheets of pasta. And basically, what you do, it's like a Swiss roll, but pasta. You put a filling inside it. And the idea being is that you roll it up in cloth, cloth or a tea towel, and it gets blanched in water. And then you slice it, and it's like a, okay. like a Swiss roll, like a roulade. It's the name Rotolo, um, but it's pasta. Oh, so oh, wow. I see no reason why we couldn't do one um, and steam it rather than trying oh, wow. to water. So, yes, we will do Rotolo. And just for those people who are wondering about Involtini as well, if you do a similar principle of getting some veal very finely sort of beaten out, if you like. Uh, when you do do tender rising don't do it too hard either by the way they do it in between a couple of sheets of plastic um, and some parmesan cheese a few sage leaves and if you put a just a couple of pieces of prosciutto or air cured air dried ham over the top dust them in flour pan fry them now no, it's not stand cooking but pan fry them that's salt imbocca uh-huh. so it's not dissimilar involtini okay. is rolled up salt bocker is just done as is in a pan, yeah. and then generally you make a sauce out of what's happened in the pan. With yes. The okay. I just Make my mouth water because I want that. Yeah. Anyway, I do. Do I? We're rambling. That, man. <laughs> well, you did Look, fall off your you did
0: fall off your chair, and it yeah. wasn't my fault. So there you go. But uh, I think that's got us all fired up now. I think we are going to have a big weekend cooking now.
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to play with my new toy. Let's be honest. Oh
0: yeah, BBQ. Yeah lovely so. well for those of us who don't have a big bbq to go home to we just have a normal that's a
1: barbecue that's a grill people. grill so,
0: barbecue yeah but for those of us who just have to uh do the best with what we've got yeah and some of us don't even have a steam oven at the moment Stand in. Sob. your Sob. Lady. Sob. but uh happy cooking everyone have a yep. great uh a good weekend. safe weekend good. be safe be sane be well and uh, we'll see you well COVID's going crazy here I don't know and it's going crazy around the rest of the world so it's not good in America we are very worried we are very worried about the people American listeners no we are very worried about what's happening in America it's very sad so good luck everybody take care happy cooking bye thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world we'd love you to subscribe and for more information please go to our website cookingwithsteam.com